At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is hour number two of the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We've got a tremendous hour for you. We're going to be talking a little bit more baseball this hour because the divisional round of the playoffs is getting going. In segment number one, I'll give you guys my DK Nation write up for what we're going to be getting on Tuesday. We're going to talk about these series with Jason Weingarten as well. He does a great job with the Wide World of Weingarten podcast. You're able to catch that wherever you get your podcast. So we'll chat about that a little bit with him. But on top of that, Jason does an amazing job taking a look at the futures market for a wide variety of sports. He does it for baseball, but he also does it for the NFL. We're going to get a little bit of a check-in in terms of a super-duper long shot that he took in terms of odds to be able to win the MVP. And you know what? It's not looking too bad, and we'll see what he's all been firing on the last week where there might be a little bit of value in terms of these long shot futures as well. So we're going to have a good time talking about that with Jason in our number two. And I'll see if he's got a little bit of a different opinion than myself And that I just think that when it comes to baseball right now, you get a lot more value gauging this game to game. I don't think that there's a lot of value in terms of betting on really any futures, odds to win the World Series, odds to win the pennant. If you're looking at either of those, you might as well just put your one unit that you put on those, put it on the series price and roll it over and in terms of series prices i think that you could make a whole heck of a lot more money betting on just individual games so you don't you don't want to be just blindly betting these games as well because if you're on like the seattle mariners getting a plus price to be able to knock off the houston astros you probably want to be gauging logan gilbert going up against justin verlander a little bit differently than 
insert your pitcher here going up against someone like a Luis Garcia. You're going to be able to probably get a little bit more likely out of getting the job done in terms of the Luis Garcia start. So I always think that that is very important and it is important to try to have sound research with these. And I think that we have researched this one quite well as we go to my DK Nation pick for the MLB for this Tuesday. This is 925-926 on the betting board. It is the New York Yankees. They are playing us to the Cleveland Guardians. Cal Quantrill is going to be going for the Guardians, and Garrett Cole is going to be on the bump for the New York Yankees. And with the Yankees, you're getting them as a sizable favorite. You're going to be finding them anywhere between minus 210 to a minus 220. And then if you're taking a look at what we're getting with the Cleveland Guardians, you're going to be finding them anywhere between plus 175 to a plus 180, more like $2 on the New York Yankees in a lot of spots as well. We're seeing this come down just a little bit, but that said, with regards to this, I need at least a plus 160 to take a shot on the Cleveland Guardians money line. Right now, we're seeing a lot of spots between plus 175 and plus 180, so I do think that you've got some very good rock-solid value on that front, so this is no doubt a situation where I'm going to be taking a look at the Cleveland Guardians because with Cal Quantrill, the team is 16-1 and in his last 17 starts, and the one loss came when, I'm not even kidding here, you had Cal Quantrill go out for a start against the Seattle Mariners, pitches three innings, game goes into a four-and-a-half-hour rain delay, and he can't go back out there. Team loses an extra inning. So that was really the lone loss that Cal Quantrill has taken since the All-Star break, or the team has taken in terms of any of his starts since the All-Star break. He has been absolutely masterful for this bunch. Flip side, Garrett Cole, He's been a little bit shaky, but I'm willing to trust in the under in this spot because even though Garrett Cole has given up three-plus runs in each out of his last five starts, he has given up nine home runs in that span as well. I do think that he's going to be able to do a better job against the Cleveland Guardians team that they rank second to last in the league in terms of home runs on a per-game basis. The only team that hit fewer home runs than the Cleveland Guardians, that's the Detroit Tigers. So that's not necessarily too terrific and for Garrett Cole, he's been able to do a much better job at home than he has been on the road. A lot of his struggles this year have come on the road. He's got about a 320 ohm ERA. The road ERA, it does get hiked up quite a bit. And because Garrett Cole is someone that he's a little bit of a bigger name, he does get a little bit more overpriced, which is why I really do like the money line of the Cleveland Guardians. But I do think that Garrett Cole is going to be able to come out and have a relatively solid start. His 257 strikeouts this season that led the American League. So he was able to do well on that front. But... You have a little bit of caution with the deep ball, but that should be eased a little bit by this Guardians lineup. Now, the one thing I will say for the Cleveland Guardians lineup, they do a great job of playing station-to-station baseball. So you've got a lot of guys that they do a solid job of just generally being able to move the line as you've got Jose Ramirez, Steven Kwan, Amid Rosario, Oscar Gonzalez, Andre Semenis, all guys that during the regular season hit at least a 280. Really the only guy that hit more than 20 home runs during the regular season, though, is Jose Ramirez, north of under 20 RBI. He was really able to rake for this team, but also keep in mind that in terms of relying upon the deep ball in October, it's not as tried and true, and that is something that is certainly going to be coming into play for the New York Yankees because with the New York Yankees, you've got a lot of masters that don't have a great on-base percentage slash a batting average in general. Now, we all know about Aaron Judge, a Herculean season from him, 62 home runs. It's a 311. He did it all for this team, and he's pretty much at this point the leadoff man for the New York Yankees because not a lot of other guys are able to move the line and get on base. You've been able to get good home run power out of Anthony Rizzo and John Carlos Stanton. A combined 63 home runs. These two guys, coupled with Josh Donaldson, and then I'm going to make every New York Yankees fan guess, but this name, Aaron Hicks. 
hitting a 228 or lower thus far this season. Now, credit where credit is due to Anthony Rizzo. Does a good job of moving the line, is able to draw quite a few walks, so does a solid job on that front. And even Aaron Hicks draws a few walks as well, as strange as that is, but his defense leaves a whole heck of a lot of something to be desired. And the guy that the St. Louis Cardinals were banking on to deliver a lot of results for the team and Harrison Bader. He's played 14 games for the New York Yankees since they acquired him at the trade deadline. He's right now hitting about a 220, so that's not too terrific for the New York Yankees offense, leaving a little bit of something to be desired outside of Aaron Judge. Now, I do think that the rest, it is going to be able to help them out. This is a Yankees team that, in terms of the injuries that they've suffered, I would still put the Tigers in their rotation a little bit ahead of it because, I mean, for the Tigers, they spent much of the year with, among their top five starting pitchers, four of them being out the full, but... Still, this is a Yankees team that they really did take their injuries. You still have Glaber Torres, who he should be back for this series, hitting about a 255 with 24 home runs. And it's going to be able to help them out. DJ LeMayu, he's starting to feel like himself a little bit as well. But what I think it's going to be interesting for the New York Yankees is how they manage this bullpen because they're going to be without a role as Chapman. I mean, that's just a bad situation in itself. And I mean, I'm going to call it what it is. Whoever's going to be filling the spot for a role as Chapman on the roster, not necessarily much of a downgrade as. Araldus Chapman has just been all over the place this year in general. We've got Lou Trevino, who ever since he joined the New York Yankees as a sub-2 ERA, he's been solid in this bullpen. Now, Clay Holmes has been a little bit all over the place in general as the closer of this team, but Scott Efres, he's able to give you a sub-3 ERA. Lucas Lukey has been able to do the same. Clark Schmidt can be your long guy as well. And then you take a look at the other side for the Cleveland Guardians. Since the All-Star break, this team has been by far number one in the big leagues in terms of bullpen ERA. You've got the Cleveland Guardians with a 232 bullpen ERA. The next best bullpen ERA, post all-star break in the American League, the Houston Astros at a 298. This team is supreme at being able to lock down games. James Karinczak and Manu Classe. They're the best eighth and ninth inning duo going currently in Major League Baseball. Part of that is because the Brewers split up Josh Hader and Devin Williams, but even when they were fully functional, these two guys have been much better this season. And then on top of that, you've got a little bit of an injury to Nick Sandler, but he, Trevor Stevens, Sam Antiges, Angel De Los Santos, all these guys, a sub 3-2 ERA for the Cleveland Guardians. I do think that you're going to get good production there. And a guy in Cal Quantrill that he's able to go deep into a game as well, which is able to preserve this bullpen. With Cal Quantrill, just a professional innings eater. He's not going to get a lot of swings and misses. Only about 6.2 strikeouts per nine innings, but in the span of 17 starts where the team is 16-1. and one. He's been issuing about 1.8 walks per nine innings, giving up less than a home run per nine innings. He has made seven road starts in this span. He has given up two runs or fewer in all but one of them. So he has been able to do an amazing job of being able to lock down on that front end for the Cleveland Guardians. I was mentioning a little bit earlier that you do have a little bit of fear that when these pitchers get into trouble, the managers have a quick hook. One of the biggest advantages, in my opinion, for the Cleveland Guardians in this series is the fact that they've got that man by the name of Tito, Terry Francona. Just, in my opinion, the best manager in the entire playoffs in general. And I think that's something that you do have to gauge. I mean, how bad was it last year for any of you guys that were holding Dodgers futures tickets that you saw Julio Rios just for some strange reason come out of the bullpen in game number two in a game that I don't even think that he locked down and then he got completely burnt up for that series. It single-handedly, in my opinion, caused the Dodgers to miss the World Series. You really do have to be looking at the managers, their track record, and not necessarily who's going to be the best manager, but who's the guy that's not going to make the idiot mistake. 
if I know one thing about this series is that Terry Francona is not going to make the idiot mistake. I mean, this Cleveland Guardians team is, oh, God, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. The Yankees, they've got more firepower. They've got pretty much five guys that have more home runs than everyone sans, sans what you're going to be able to get out of Mr. Jose Ramirez. But with the Cleveland Guardians, you know that this team is going to do the little things. They actually might lay down a bunch to be able to advance a runner, which is something that a lot of teams of this day and age, they forget to do. And then on top of that, with a team that relies upon the deep ball like the New York Yankees, it's getting a little bit colder and colder. First pitch temperature for this game, probably going to be in the low to mid-60s, and it's going to drop as the night goes along. It's probably going to be finding itself in the late 50s in primetime spots. When it comes to those balls that they fly out, June, July, August, they're probably not going to be flying out in this spot as well. The Cleveland Guardians do a good job of not serving up those deep balls as well with their bullpen. So I do think that you've got a nice advantage for the Cleveland Guardians, being able to get right around a plus 180 like we're seeing right now. Sign me up for that, and the DK and pick is going to be on the under. I do think that Garrett Cole is going to be able to find a little bit more of the form that we're used to seeing for Garrett Cole. I think that he's going to live up to the money a little bit in general. But, I mean, I know that you could say what you will about Cal Quantrill being doing for regression. Go have your team when 16 out of your 17 starts with that lone outlier being due to a four and a half hour rain delay that says something this guy is a gamer i believe that his father actually pitched in the big leagues as well so he comes from good tutelage i'm going to be taking the under that is a dk nation pick and i'm taking the plus price with the guardians and coming up next we're going to continue to talk about the mlb postseason with our good friend jason weingarten of the wide world of weingarten podcast here on the greg peterson experience on Beeson, the sports bank network At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs, 
Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. <laughs> hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. The NASCAR playoffs are in full swing, and it's that time to see all of your favorite drivers in lovely Las Vegas. The South Point 400 is this weekend, October 14th through the 16th at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. VEASAN's own Brett Musburger will be the Grand Marshal of the race, and he will also be doing the broadcast from the track Sunday morning on Brett Musburger's countdown to kickoff. Before the action on the track, come on down to the South Point Hotel and Casino on Thursday, October 13th to see the Budweiser Clydesdales and meet Mark Martin and his inaugural Las Vegas 400 winning car. Also, special appearances are going to be made by Brendan Gunn and Las Vegas native Noah Noah Gregson. The South Point 400 also has a room and ticket package available for this as well. For more information, head on over to the SouthPointCasino.com. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Bank Network, being joined now by Jason Weingarten, does a great job with the wide world of Wine Garden Podcast. You're able to get that wherever your podcast. And Jason, always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me on. How's it going? It is going great, and it is great that we've got postseason baseball. I know that you do an amazing job just all throughout the season being able to handicap this game that we all know and love. And when it comes to postseason baseball, do you handicap a little bit differently this time of year than you would for a regular season game? Because I do think that managerial tendencies they get a little bit different and I do think that things do get magnified a little bit and so does just the play in general I don't really change much from my overall strategy but I am uh, you know more aware of bullpen usage and who was used in the last game and you know I'll I'll tend to to make more adjustments to uh to you know individual player stuff like that to bullpen bullpen adjustments and stuff but otherwise no I don't I don't really change anything that and, that much and i think that piggybacking off of that as well do you think that this might affect affect more player prop betters a little bit more so than those that take like more of a full game side in total much like myself because i think that where it really comes through is if you're taking strikeout props it really is a roll of the dice especially if you take a look at the manager because i think that the manager might honestly have a little bit more to do with whether or not that strikeout prop goes over or under rather than the performance itself because some of these managers just pull their guys very, very quickly. Yeah. You know, uh, player props, always a good place to make money, but, uh, not where I focus my attention on for the most part during the, during the playoffs. I think strikeout props are still pretty good, but like you said, you're always worried about the short hook. Although I did, I did feel that in the, the wild card round, the guys, um, the guys I, I thought would go far for the most part did, 
you know, go pretty far. And uh, I was impressed by the the length that, you know, guys like you Darvish and Shane Bieber got in their uh, their wild card starts. Heck, even Shane McClanahan was able to go deep for the Tampa Bay Rays as well. I am right there with you. It was very good to see that because I get sick of seeing, oh, they put on a man on first base in the top of the fourth inning. We got to yank the pitcher, and that's just like, come on, guys. Let this guy go. Girl, go with the girl that brought you to the dance, everything like that. It's just like, man, they're using a little bit too quick of a hook, so that was very good to see. And just in terms of the four games that we've got for Tuesday, is there anything that you fired in on to this point? Because I do think that we've got, well, some relatively chalky money lines, to say the least, as like the shortest favorite is finding themselves right around a minus 190 in the Atlanta Braves. So it can be a little bit tougher to gauge these games rather than what we normally see in the postseason. I like the uh, I like the Guardians tomorrow. I think I got plus one eighty five there. I know uh, I know you like Bon yes, Troll. Yes, sir. He's uh, he's your boy. I mentioned him on the <laughs> I mentioned you on the podcast. You know, All right. Uh, sixteen and one stat, right? Isn't that isn't that what he's at? He's sixteen and one in his last seventeen starts, and the lone outlier was due to that four and a half hour rain delay where he pitched only three innings. So are, are you are you not betting on him tomorrow? I mean, oh, I'm what? taking him, and I took the under. I just gave out. For the DK Nation play, the under just because you get a little bit more dicey when you write up a plus 175 money line underdog. But absolutely, I like the side and I like the total of the Guardians and the under. Yeah, I like uh, I like Guardians. <clears throat> I like Guardians series price. I think I got 195 there as well. Um, pretty excited for that game tomorrow myself. The uh, the other game I like, I saw uh, over seven minus 120 in the uh, the Phillies game. Phillies Braves. I got uh, I got some seven minus one twenty there and set over seven and a half plus one oh five. So um had to split it between those two numbers, but I like the over in that game, which also means I will like the uh the first inning in that game at plus money. And you know, the totals have been so low, the wild card round going into this uh division series, I'll probably be on all the first innings, you know, one way or the other every every game going forward, as long yep. as the totals stay where they are. Yep, and I do think that even in like that Astros game, Justin Verlander, the one thing that he does is sometimes he gives up the deep ball, and if that happens in the first inning, that's a nice cash there. So I can't blame you. I also do like the over in terms of that Phillies versus the Atlanta Braves game, and I do think that to your point, bullpen usage is very important. And the reason why I do like this total over is that you've got two relatively good offenses, and I just fear that you could have the Philadelphia Phillies completely implode with their bullpen. Ranger Suarez has been relatively solid on the road, and that's a big thing that I do have my trepidations with as well because when it comes to betting on postseason baseball, I think that it's much more difficult to take first fives right now rather than the full game just because it goes back to what I was saying a little bit earlier in terms of the quick hook from some of these managers. On top of that, you're going to see a lot more bullpen use, and I do think that it lends itself to being able to handicap these full games a little bit more effectively than being able to back some of these first fives. People just have a tendency to think that playoffs mean lower scoring and, you know, the totals are already adjusted lower. So the value just presents itself on, on the over and the, the first inning yes score. And, you know, cause people just think that the, the guy, you know, an eighth is going to go out there and throw five, six shutout innings, but that's not how baseball works. You know, you saw Max Scherzer, you saw, you know, you saw a bunch of guys go out there and Chris just, Bassett. Just, yeah, knock, knock it out. So that's, that's the way baseball works. Yep. No question. I will say the one thing that I do take a look at when it comes to this time of year is that 
footfalls that maybe would have been flying out in June, July, August that is going to be effective a little bit more now in the northeast part of the country, not quite as warm. So some of those balls that you might have been able to get a home run on a little bit earlier, that does affect teams a little bit more here in October. And I do think that that is something to focus on because I do like the under in this Yankees versus Cleveland Guardians team and or this Guardians game. And I think that that's really the one place where you can take advantage of totals is these places in which it's getting a little bit colder. And with a team like the New York Yankees that they rely very much on the deep ball, this could affect them more than anyone else, in my opinion. Definitely. You know, the uh, the balls will die at the warning track that would go out in July. But uh, Garrett Cole, there's another guy that, you know, you can you can knock him around in the first inning and it, it takes a minute to to get his control and he gives up a home run. It's uh, not out of the question that that game, uh, that game has some runs too, but um, you know, I, I don't, I don't fault anyone for, for betting, betting unders here. And, and, you know, you saw like uh, the, the first, the first guardians uh, raise game when an under just starts flying, it'll uh, you know, you'll get nine innings and in, in a run in, in one of these games if the pitchers are on it. So, you know, unders, unders are nice, but, I'm always looking for, for chaos and craziness in the playoffs. Yeah, when you do get chaos and craziness, it is always a little bit more fun. I did personally take a look at a little bit of an under with regards to the Seattle Mariners and the Houston Astros as well. I don't know if you have too much of a feel for this series, but I take a look at Justin Verlander, and I do think that there's a solid chance that he gives up like that solo home run because the Seattle Mariners, they don't necessarily get for a lot of average, but they do it for quite a bit of power. I do think that this is going to be one of the series that in general you can use some trends from the regular season on though because with the Seattle Mariners just time and time again they've had a tough time with the Houston Astros and I do think that that's going to be an issue for them moving forward. I'm not sure if that's something that you're taking a look at in terms of the three now divisional matchups that we've got here in the postseason but I do take a look at sort of how these two teams played in the regular season and with Seattle just time and time again, they just have not been able to get the job done against the Astros. Yeah, that was something that kept me off the series price so far is is just knowing that they they just couldn't hang with the Astros every chance they got during the regular season. And seeing the the series line at like two to one in the game one line, almost at two to one, slightly slightly under, like plus one ninety-three, plus one ninety, whatever. Makes me more interested in taking the game one money line as opposed to the series. Cause if they lose game one, I'm going to get a much, much bigger series price down, down one game to the Astros. So, um, you know, I, I think the Mariners could, could surprise a little bit, but, uh, not, not enough that it'll get me to play the series price here. I mean, I am rooting against the Astros though. And when it comes to just gauging the postseason in general in about 30 seconds, how do you gauge it between series price versus game-to-game price? Because I do think that in a lot of these series, you might be able to maximize a little bit more value if you just go game-to-game rather than the series. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it has to do with, with if you're, you're, you're betting the dog. You know, uh, think like, like the Guardians are going to upset the Yankees. You're probably going to have a, a, a nice, you know, money line roll over there if, if you want to, you know, if you think they're going to sweep or something. Uh, you know, it just depends how aggressive you want to be. Uh, sometimes it's better to take a game to game and sometimes, you know, you're really confident. I, I happen to be really confident in the Padres over the Mets, so I was on that serious price, you know, pretty big, but just depends how confident you are. And we're confident that up next, we've got some great futures with Jason here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. 
Watch football with a little bit more online by playing for free in the Guinness Time Challenge. Go to DraftKings.com slash Guinness to set your lineup and watch the action unfold as you play for your share of $115,000 all season long. Guinness, made of more. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions, they do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Great to be rejoined by Jason Weingarten. Does a great job with his own podcast, the Wide World of Weingarten Podcast. You're able to get that wherever you get your podcast. And Jason, I know that earlier this season we had you on, and you took a little bit of a feature on Geno Smith to win MVP. And I know that now you're taking a look at things, and you know what? The bet that you made thus far, you've been able to get a little bit of value on it, as right now I'm seeing a DraftKings Geno Smith is down to 60-1. to I believe that you got a bit of a number on that, but I know that you've now taken a little bit of a different position in terms of the Seattle Seahawks as well. So take me through that and how you're feeling right now about the Geno ticket. Well, you know, uh, formerly I've been known as Shohei Otani's biggest fan. Now <laughs> I'm going to be known as the Geno Smith fan for, uh, for my MVP bet. But uh, what really happened was I wanted to bet on all the quarterbacks on teams from uh, non-playoff teams last year, but I couldn't get a book to offer it synthetically. So I decided I'd bet Geno Smith and Marcus Mariota and a couple other guys, and I ended up only Trevor betting. Lawrence. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence was on the list too. I, I have some Trevor Lawrence MVP, but that doesn't look so promising anymore. Um, I ended up with with mostly the Geno Smith ticket and a little Marcus Mariota. Thought maybe I'd be sharp there. It doesn't look like that's working out either. But uh, you know, like we were just talking off air. Even if the Seahawks somehow managed to win ten games. I can't see the voters giving Geno Smith MVP over a Josh Allen or a Patrick Mahomes or, you know, any of these other top tier candidates, Lamar Jackson, for example. I, I just don't see Geno Smith winning as much as I'd love him to. Um, so I bet some some Pete Carroll coach of the year got 90 to one there. Because I think in the event that Geno Smith leads the Seahawks to a playoff berth. Pete Carroll probably is in contention for coach of the year uh, more than Gino wins the MVP, even though when you look at Gino's numbers so far, he is squarely in the MVP conversation, you know, just his name is holding him back at this point. And I think in terms of Gino Smith, he's right now leading the number one offense in terms of DVOA. So I mean, the Seattle Seahawks have been able to function very well. The defense they need to pick it up a little bit, but I do think that that is something that is very important in terms of looking at some of these MVP candidates because something that I think is so important as well is just team success because you were talking about Shoei Otani and how you were his biggest fan, and I think that many people, and I'm sure that you'd even agree, that the biggest thing that was holding back Shoei Otani is that he was on the LA Angels that was going nowhere fast because he was having an incredible year, but not a lot of people are paying attention to the Angels when they're losing 90-plus games, and I do think that that's something to take a look at in terms of your Geno Smith ticket, whether or not the Seahawks are able to get to the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, in the NFL, it's just you can't win MVP on a losing team. In baseball, you know, if, if, the, if the Angels had won 15 more games, 20 more games, had they not had that 14-game losing streak early in the season, you know, probably would have been helpful to Otani, but... You know, what can you do when a guy hits 62 home runs? It's just, that's what's going to play with the voters. I'm over it. But uh, <laughs> football, on to football. You know, Geno Smith's not actually my only 750 to one 
uh, future. I have Skylar Thompson, the uh, starting quarterback, likely for uh, for the Miami Dolphins this week. I took him at seven hundred fifty to one to to win Offensive Rookie of the Year in the exact scenario that's happened that the quarterbacks get hurt and he's forced to start. I thought, you know, he well, he looked all right in college. You know, being a quarterback really gives you the inside track for for the Offensive Player of the Year too. But <clears throat> I'm not really holding out on that one either. It's just nice to have a a ticket when it's 750 to one, a lot of times you don't even get off the ground and Geno Smith, you know, playing how he is and Skylar Thompson getting a start is all you can ask for at 750 to one. Yep. I know that you've got that ticket, but on top of that, in terms of odds, be able to win MVP, a team that it appears as though they are going to be able to make the playoffs, but they are also, this is also one that it is a little bit of a position that I'm sure that you would agree with me. It's hard to be able to win MVP at, that would be on the defense. Take me through taking Micah Parsons to win MVP and what you think needs to go right for that to be able to cash. You know, every every year I'm always looking for non-quarterbacks at, at large numbers. And last year I had Cooper Cup at 500 to 1 and I thought there was an incredibly compelling case to be made that Cooper Cup deserved the uh, the MVP and not the Offensive Player of the Year award. Um, but that came up short last year. So every, every year it's back to the drawing board and I say, well, what does a guy got to do to, uh, to take the MVP away from a quarterback? And, you know, Micah Parsons is doing about as much as you can do as a defensive player. And granted the Rams, the Rams offensive line, isn't anything to, to really brag about, but he, uh, threw him around all game yesterday and the Rams couldn't do anything on offense. I mean, Second week in a row, they couldn't do anything on offense. But two more sacks for Michael Parsons. He's tied for the league lead. Um, kind of an Aaron Judge situation. If, if he just keeps getting sacks, you know, I'm comparing sacks to home runs here. But if he just keeps getting sacks every week, what are you going to do? Not not recognize that he's one of the best players on the field? I mean, is he the best player on the field when he's on it? Cooper Cup, maybe. Yeah, you know, this weekend. But um, when I watched the game, he was the... Uh, the dominant force, the game-changing force. And when you're that guy, you're an MVP candidate when you're the, the best player on the field. So uh, 250 to 1 at DraftKings, I thought, was a nice little flyer this week. Yep, and I do think that with the Dallas Cowboys as well, something that I think that he would need to go right, and I'm not sure about your thoughts on this, but with regards to a lot of these MVPs, I think that we always hear this more or less with college football when you hear about those Heisman moments and everything like that. I do think that it would probably be critical for him to have just one, perhaps it's a big game, perhaps it's one big like strip sack that decides the game, something like that, to go right for a player. How much do you stick into account a little bit of that? Because I do think that with a lot of these awards in general, you do sort of have that moment that it stands out to a lot of voters because a lot of them like to gravitate to, oh, I remember when player did this, and that really grabs their attention. Yeah, and it helps, you know, that to be on the right team, to to be a Yankee, you know, magnified what judge did to, to be a Dallas Cowboy and play primetime multiple times a season. And, you know, the, the Cowboys going into a big game versus the Eagles on Sunday night, uh, you know, a couple, couple sacks of Jalen hurts, just like you said on, uh, on Sunday night football moves, the moves, the needle. So you, you have to be on the right team sometimes to, to win when you're, you're in a long shot situation, like, Devonta Smith, when he won the Heisman, it helped that he was playing for Alabama and what, you know, the catches he was making were, were being made on, you know, primetime television. So 
in that regard, it's it's sort of the same with Micah Parsons. You know, it's going to help that the the potential plays he makes are are being made on Sunday Night Football as opposed to you know regional CBS broadcast or whatever on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, no question, Devonte Adams. He or Devontae Smith, he probably was not going to be able to win the Heisman Trophy if he was playing for the College of Devontae Adams in Fresno State rather than playing for Alabama. So absolutely agree with you there. And then in terms of just a little bit more of a team perspective, because we've taken a look at a lot of the individual player futures that you've been diving into. Is there any teams in general? Because I know that towards the beginning part of the season, you were calling for a little bit of chaos out there in the NFC South. I know that you've got a couple of futures out there. Have there been any other teams that have really been grabbing your attention that you think are perhaps some are at some good underdog prices that are still worth betting? I think the Seahawks, uh, you know, tying into my Geno Smith love, they, uh, they have a schedule. They got two games versus the Cardinals coming up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, game versus uh, the, the Bucks going into their bye week. I think the next five weeks or so are pretty critical for Seattle's schedule. If they can, uh, they can go into their bye week five and five. I think they're uh, they're a contender in this division. If if you know the 49ers don't run away with it, it doesn't look like the Rams are you know going anywhere quickly right now. So I think uh, I think Seattle has an opening to compete in this division if if you you know don't think the the 49ers just just run away and hide with uh with everything so i like seattle but other than that i I haven't uh haven't found a ton of of futures that i'm i'm very excited about play uh, team futures this this last week or two and it has been a lot of parody in terms of some of these underdogs being able to win outright just ask anyone that is involved in a survivor pool right now and you mentioned the Seattle Seahawks currently 30 to 1 at DraftKings to win the NFC West, but always a favorite on this show is you, Jason. Always appreciate the time. I know that you do a great job taking a look at a lot of these futures, taking a look at the great game of baseball. List goes on and on. Always appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's always always fun to come on here and uh, talk football, baseball, everything. It's always great to have Jason aboard. He does a great job taking a look at some longer shot futures. Does a great job taking a look at the baseball board. And we talked a little bit of baseball in the last segment with Jason. Let's give you guys some breakdowns for some of these games that are going to be going down on Tuesday on the Diamond here on VEASAN Esports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. 
From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Lace up your skates with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook, your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts for this upcoming hockey season. The action will get started at Puck Drop on Tuesday night with our Tuesday First Goal Insurance promotion. Check out BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today and every Tuesday and place a first goal scorer wager on any game as it is a whole new game. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Always great to have Jason Weingarten of the Wide World of Weingarten podcast aboard. He does a great job taking a look at some futures, taking a look at some MLB as well. And we touched upon this game a little bit with Jason. Let's give you guys a little bit more of a look at it right about now with the Seattle Mariners going on the road face off against the Houston Astros in game one of the ALDS. This is 927-928 on the betting board and it is Seattle finding themselves as the biggest underdog on the board in a day that has quite a few underdogs. Well, they're pretty much tied with the San Diego Padres. Very similar lines in terms of both. But that said, you've got the Astros between minus 210 and minus 220 favorites. Right around plus 185 to plus 190 is where you're going to be finding Seattle with a total on this game of 6.5. And, and typically, it takes a really, really good pitching matchup for me to take a 6.5 under. This qualifies for me. Logan Gilbert has been able to do a very solid job for the Seattle Mariners team. And on top of that, for Logan Gilbert, he's actually got a better ERA on the road than he does at home. Now, with Logan Gilbert, he's not necessarily like a strikeout artist or anything like that. And really, neither of these guys are like supreme with regards to strikeouts. Justin Verlander gets nine and a half strikeouts per game. That's very, or per nine innings. That's solid. That's not like Dylan Cease, Carlos Rodon, Corbin Burns even sort of numbers but with that said when you take a look at Logan Gilbert he's done a good job of being able to keep the walks down about 2.4 walks per nine innings his ERA when he is on the road slightly better than that at home which is a 320 overall between both locations giving up a little bit less than home run per nine innings so I think that you're able to feel relatively secure about that and both of these teams do rank in the top seven in terms of bullpen ERA as well with the Houston Astros as a matter of fact They rank number one in the big leagues in terms of bullpen ERAs. You've got so many guys that are are able to do a really good job of just being able to hold it down in general for this bunch. As You've got Seth Martinez, Brian Abreu, Ryan Stanek, Rafael Montero, all posting up at sub-3 ERA. Ryan Presley has been able to do a solid job as well. And what I do think is going to be able to keep Seattle live in this game and why I do think that there's quite a bit of value on them in this spot is because they themselves are able to counter with 
They're really good bullpen as you've got Paul Seawald, Penn Murphy, Eric Swanson, Andres Munoz all posting up a sub-3 ERA this season. You've been able to have Matt Brash along with Matthew Boyd, a pair of guys that were starters early on during their career. And Brash, as a matter of fact, to begin the season, he was actually in the rotation. Both of these guys have become very nice bullpen pieces as well. And another reason why I like this total under with the Seattle Manners, they actually rank last in the American League in terms of batting average since the All-Star break. They're very much a streaky offense. We found that out when they take down the Toronto Blue Chase after being down by a count of 8-1. to one. And you do have to wonder how a team is going to respond to that because this is a Seattle Mariners watch at This is their first postseason appearance since 2001. That was when Ichiro Suzuki was a rookie in the big league. So they're certainly riding momentum. And as we know, momentum, it can carry you. And sometimes when it runs out, it runs out in big, fat fashion. And it just is hard to be able to find yourself after that. But what I do think is important for the Seattle Mariners is to just continue to get good at-bats from the middle from Mitch Hanniger along with and Eugenio Suarez. These are really the top two home run hitters for this team. Hanniger, he doesn't have as impressive of numbers this year while he was fully healthy in 2020. He had 37 home runs for the team, was hitting about a 250. Him being back in the fold, that is big for them. Suarez, he was the only guy on this team that hit 30-plus home runs. Cal Raleigh, better known as Big Dumper, has been able to supply 26 home runs this season, but I will say, he, Jared Kelnick, Dylan Moore, this trio, they're all in at 225 or lower. That is a little bit of an issue, but Ty France, he's able to move the line. And for the Houston Astros, their offensive numbers overall this season are a little bit down, but they still ranked at the top six in the big leagues in terms of home runs on a per at-bat basis as your main guy in Jordan Alvarez. He spent a little bit of the second half of the season banged up. You could tell that towards the final two, three weeks of the season, he was back to his pre-All-Star form as he was able to hit about a 305 with 37 home runs overall for the season. Second half of the season was a little bit rough until that late stretch, but he looks to be back in and firing all cylinders. Then you've got Kyle Tucker, Alex Bregman, both of these guys, 23-plus home runs. Both of these guys in between about 255 to 260 with Tucker over 100 RBI during the regular season. Bregman, 365 on base. I do think that this is going to be a game that as well. The playoff experience that is brought to the table by the Houston Astros. It is going to be big. And Mr. Postseason himself, Jose Altuve, hitting a 328 home runs this season. He's had a really nice season that has went a little bit under the radar with the Houston Astros. I believe each out of the last four years, this team has been able to make the ALCS. I don't think that that is a streak that is going to be ending here. The Houston Astros, just time and time again, they have had the Seattle Mariners number. They've got good familiarity. With Seattle, I do think that they are going to be able to step up and get the job done overall for the season. But if you're taking a look at just game one and game one by itself, even with Justin Verlander posting up that sub two ERA, Justin Verlander being as incredible as he is, I do think that the Seattle Mariners are going to be able to get to him a little bit. Among all the teams that Justin Verlander faced this season, his third highest ERA actually did come against the Seattle Mariners. Now, it's not like he was just giving a bomb after bomb or anything like that, but CRA was more around about a 235 to 245, which, I mean, that speaks to the dominance of Justin Verlander. But I do think that the Seattle Mariners can get to him for a solo shot or two. And I do think that Logan Gilbert is going to be able to step up, give a really nice start, and that solo shot or two can be just enough for Seattle to get the job done. I'm going to be taking a look at the plus price with Seattle. And in this ordeal, with a total of 6.5 with the juice very, very much on the over, I'm going to be taking a look at the under. I think we get ourselves a very low-scoring game one. And then with the other game that I've yet to hit in terms of the 
playoff action for Tuesday. That would be the San Diego Padres on their own facing off against the LA Dodgers. This is 923-924 on the board. Mike Clevenger is going to be going for the pods. And we've got Uli Urias on the bump for the Dodgers. And the Dodgers are a pretty sizable favorite. Any more team minus 210 and minus 220 with a total on this game of 7 plus 185 to plus 198 is your number on the Padres. And something that I talk about quite a bit is having a little bit of trepidation laying run lines in the postseason. I feel like the Dodgers are a little bit of a chameleon and they're a little bit of an exception to this rule because with the Dodgers, they won 111 games during the regular season. They covered the run line in all but, I believe, 15 of them because they played 16 one-run games, but in one of those games that they won outright, it was like one of the very rare two to three games all season long in which they were an underdog. So among 109 straight-up wins, they have covered the run line in all but 15 when they have been a favorite. It is absolutely insane what this team has been able to do. Now, things are going to be tightened up a little bit during the postseason, but if you're looking for a pitcher to, well, fade in terms of a run line, that would be Mike Clevenger. Clevenger has been not good on the road this season. North of a 5 ERA, he's been overall for the year giving up about 3 walks per 9 innings. His strikeouts per 9 rate is below 8. He's been giving up some home runs, and that gets magnified all the more on the road, and Oh, yeah, he's got over a 9 ERA when he's been facing up against the LA Dodgers thus far this season. He has not been good against this Dodgers team. And really, the Padres in general, they gave a little bit more of a spirited effort in their final series of the season against the LA Dodgers. But by and large, it has been Dodger domination all season long. The one trepidation that you do have with the Dodgers is, frankly enough, Julio Rios over the last two seasons has been worse when he has been at home rather than on the road. For Julio Rios this season, he had 17 wins overall. Last year, he had 20. Among those combined 37 wins over the last two seasons, he had, I believe, 27 of them on the road because he had 13 wins on the road last season. This season, it, w- it would be 24. I did the math wrong, but 24 out of his 37 wins the last two seasons have come on the road. His ERA is about a half point lower when he is on the road. Thus far this season, about a 240 home ERA. Road ERA hovering more in the neighborhood about a buck ninety. So I do think that you have to give a lot of credence to that, and I do think that with the the Padres just not having a lot of depth in terms of this bullpen, they should have Nabel Crisman back in the fold after he had a sub three ERA during the regular season and was dealing with some injuries. That should be able to help them out a little bit. But I certainly do think that the Dodgers are going to be able to get to Clevenger. I do think that with having the struggles of 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 Uli Arias at home that is going to affect them a little bit. So I do take a look at this total over. Probably going to be hitting upon this a little bit more in our number three in terms of the total. But in terms of the side, I like the Dodgers laying a run in F. And something else that I always like is taking a look at some pro tips to be able to help out your betting. vcin.com slash subscribe for all these. We give out one per hour on every show on this network. And the one that I took away from our number two, we were talking about this with Jason Weingarten. When it comes to betting on odds to win MVP, it is very much a narrative-driven award. Sometimes the guys with the best stats, they don't necessarily get there because a, another player is on a certain team. They had a certain Heisman moment, MVP moment, what have you. Always keep that in mind when betting on the MVP futures market. And always keep in mind college basketball. We'll give you a conference preview next here on the Great Peterson Experience on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network.
The Bet Rivers Sportsbook app has a huge number of live streaming events every day. Bet Rivers Sportsbook has great offers, including a $250 match bonus on your first deposit, and all bonuses are only one time playthrough. Amazing offers and great customer service makes Bet Rivers your hometown sportsbook. Must be 21 pound sportsbook. Must be 21 pound sportsbook. Must be 21 pound sportsbook. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare zumo play is your destination for endless entertainment with a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels movies and full tv series you'll easily find something to watch right away and the best part it's all free love music get lost in the 90s with iheart 90s dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iheart radio music channels no logins no signups no accounts no hassle so what are you waiting for start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and google play stores today all you can stream with zumo play it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.